1: Welcome back to Talking It Out with Baster Nation, everyone. Today, we have part two of our amazing conversation with Clayton. So we're going to skip out on hot takes today and just get right to the interview. You ready, Mike? Let's
2: do it. Never in my personal life have I ever heard a male speak about their issues, except for my very best friend in the world who opened up my eyes so much, right? Because I'm getting Mm -hmm. naturally like a skinnier guy. And I just wanted, I literally paused it and started clapping for you, bro. when I was watching it back. And, you know, but not a lot of guys open up on their struggles of dealing with body image or body dysmorphia. And so again, just kudos to you. Um, And then we see you taking your shirt off multiple times throughout the day, you know. Uh, Can you talk a little bit more about your experience with body image struggles?
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, one day, I mean, it's just, I I don't, I think it all started in around seventh grade again it seemed like a really pivotal year for me uh, right. where it was uh it just unfortunately was a year that i was not happy with who i was uh, I, I had friends that would just make little comments uh as far as uh, i'll never forget it's like the little sometimes it's the dumbest little th- 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 like things that you remember i remember there was one time where uh, i was over at a friend's house and it was me two other guys and uh, a couple girls and I remember, of course, like seventh graders being stupid, seventh graders, like somehow we took our shirts off trying to impress them being stupid. And I remember they're like, they, they they're like telling the guys to flex and they told me to flex. And like, I flex my abs. They're like, no, flex your abs. And like, I did them, like, no flex. them for real. Like, are you flexing? And then everyone just started laughing. And that was like, it's little things like that, that I just started to realize. And I had friends tell me like you have a really weird body. You work out so much, but like, you don't look like you work out. You have like, just you look kind of like fat and i started getting these like one-off comments time and time again and then i would see pictures with my friends and i'm like man i work out two hours a day and they work out you know 30 minutes a day or whatever four days a week i work out seven days a week and yet like they look like the ones that are in phenomenal shape well, I didn't know the importance at the time about diet and diets like the majority of looking good is it's like 90% of the equation. If you overeat, doesn't matter how much muscle you have, you're going to have that fat layer over you. So I didn't know the importance of diet at that point, but because of that, I kept working out harder and harder and harder, and it was never enough. And I was never happy with how I looked in the mirror. And then social media compounded on top of that, started seeing pictures of all these people that I wish I looked like and every day I'd wake up in the mirror and I'd, I'd wake up and I'd look in the mirror and I just hated the way I looked. And like that set the precedent for the rest of the day. I was like, the rest of the day, I'm in a bad mood now because I already am starting off looking in the mirror saying, you look terrible. Um, you Just how can you uh, you know, even want to take your shirt off? You, you shouldn't like you shouldn't. You're just going to be made fun of. It carried into college and my teammates called me bad body act. Like, I just I don't know if I just I must have said something because people would constantly come after me for it uh, and laugh about it. And I'd laugh too, but, and, and deep down, I mean, it hurt me. It did. Like I, I hated it, but I saw it and I was like, why can't I get the body that I want? Why am I not able to get to that point? Uh, and then I finally, about a year and a half ago or so, I started to fixate on my diet and really get that under control. And I'm at a place now where, yeah, I am more confident in my body. And so I am able to do something like the date, Uh, people saw yesterday where I stripped down my underwear, although that was a beast in itself. I think people saw that and they go, okay, like he seemed to have a lot of fun. I had moments, but I also, there was moments behind the camera where I was freaking out. Like, what am I doing? I worked in the medical field. I'm in ORs with surgeons. There's no way they're going to think this is professional. This is embarrassing. People are staring at me. Uh, You know, how am I going to look on camera? I remember that was a big thought I had. The camera adds 10 pounds. How am I going to look on camera when this plays back? So I'll be honest with you. I was, kind of scared. I'm like, well, here, we're going to find out right now. how I look on camera. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid that I was, it was going to put me in a little dark spiral. I'm like, you look fat. There you go. You look fat on camera. Um, and so it's just, you can never shake that body dysmorphia. It's always there. Uh, but you can kind of get it under control in some realms. And I've done that through diet, uh, but it's, it's always going to be there. Uh, and, um, yeah, i mean people i guess i saw online people said well if he cares he doesn't want to show his body off why is he doing it now it's like i'm in a better place where i start i'm okay with it now because i've had enough people say hey like you're you look like you're in good shape but uh, it's still i mean three all it takes is three comments back to back to back to say you look kind of fat and that's all it takes and like all of a sudden it just puts you right back into that negative mindset that's kind of the power of body dysmorphia and the, this the fear of it is like you never truly get rid of it yeah uh, you-
2: I just had to pause and let, let that breathe for a second. You just said that, you know, it never truly goes away. Uh, you said that you were you now you fixated on your diet more, so that's helped a bit. What are some other things that you've done? And I'm asking you this because Clayton, whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not, you are in the leader position and people care what you have to say. So for those listening out there that do struggle with body dysmorphia, what are some other things that has helped you thus far, even though it's still an everyday choice?
0: Yeah, you know, the, I think the tough part about body dysmorphia is it's so visual. So unless you can change the way that you view yourself, you're never going to truly shake it because it's what you see. Like, that's what everyone wants to everyone wants to see a picture. Everyone wants to look in the mirror and go, I actually like what I'm seeing today. Uh, so it's not a it's not a quick fix. It never will be body dysmorphia. You can't snap your fingers and it goes away. It's to me, it's a ch- it is a choice to be able to get under control. But that requires a tremendous amount of effort. I think that's where you have to commit to saying, okay, listen, like I'm going to commit to a diet. I'm going to commit to a workout plan. I'm going to tell myself that this is not going to be fixed in one day, but every day that I wake up, I'm better than I was the day before. So as long as I get my workout in today, then I've done something today to put me in a better position where tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I will be a better human being, a better individual and closer to that goal that I'm trying to achieve. Uh, And that's the big thing that I kept telling myself. It's like, okay, you switch your diet up now give now have patience, take some time, you you don't want to make these massive changes all at once, because you may change something that was actually working for you. So that's the frustrating part is everyone wants to make these giant changes all at once and go, Okay, I'm gonna cut calories, I'm gonna do this new workout plan. And that could be a recipe for disaster. You might end up overworking your body with this new workout plan, starving, need, needing more calories, but now you're cutting calories. So now your body goes into uh, metabolic damage and you actually drop your metabolism. Like that's this whole beast where it's like, people make want to see these ma- major changes. So they make major changes. And for me, my advice is to like, everyone's, every body is different and so because of that, you have to say, okay, here's what works best for me. And I need to figure that out, put the open time in to figure out what works best for you and understand that it just takes time to get there. Um, also social media, I think it's not too bad if you follow a lot of fitness accounts and you compare yourself to those people unfollow them, like, just don't, cause just seeing their bodies every day is going to continue to have you're going to see their body and then what you can do is you're going to go take a shower that night you're going to hop out the shower you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to think about that picture you saw earlier and then you're looking in the mirror and going i look nothing like that um so the more times you have visual representations to remind you of your body dysmorphia the worse off it's going to be so i think the less if you can kind of cut that out and not see it as often you won't be comparing as much if you're not seeing it
1: I agree with you there, uh, Clay, not only on this social media, if that is a source of, you know, displeasure, then yes, go off of that. Um, But I also like the micro habits that you were talking about, like not make these grand changes, but start little by little. And those will eventually grow into changes down the line that you like to see. Um, One of my favorite mantras is you versus you you know what i mean you versus you don't compare yourself to anybody else everybody's different right everybody comes in different shapes and sizes and you can't you can i can't look like of the 300 pound bodybuilder with you know massive shoulders and arms and legs right it's I like know. i can only control what i can control and what i try to control is me being better than i was yesterday and that's it right so okay. it's like every day you take that attitude it's you versus you and nobody else and you know, I think that'll definitely put you in that right mind frame when it comes to, you know, because I think you'll give yourself more credit. It's like, OK, I dropped a, a percentage of body fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not worried about everything else that's going on. You're just accomplishing little goals that are going to get you uh, uh, to a better place, not only mentally, but physically.
2: I think the mental yeah. aspect of that, uh, to what you were saying, Clay, and what you had touched on, Brian, is that it's so pivotal and so important to focus on just the day-to-day because literally what you're doing outside of changing your body you're trusting yourself more and more and i believe like we all talk about self-love we know that we need to have it we know that we need to do it but people don't talk more about how do we obtain it and i think that you just hit on one of the ways which is literally building trust within yourself every single day just a little by little because you're not gonna like the mountain from game of thrones dude's body is absurd, right? He's like like nine, with 400 pounds with abs. I don't know how the hell that happens, right? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> but it starts just it's just one day at a time. And so I think that both of you guys touched on that, and that was just beautiful said and then Clayton, something that I'm so big on is who I follow on social media, because that shit enters our subconscious. And so I love that you had said that. Is there any other social media hacks? I would say that you that you would say can help?
0: I mean, I, th- I think the biggest thing yeah, is trying to tune it, tune out what you're able to. And and I think that's where, yeah, what you're looking at, it's interesting with the algorithms on Instagram, whatever you look at, you get 10 times as much of it on your explore page. Right. So yeah. if you look at that one thing, also next thing on your explore page, you got 10 more examples of it. And it just like hammers that in where. The best uh just that's just how it is. I mean, again, I, I remember watching a documentary on the whole social media thing and, and how they build these algorithms to get people more involved so that they don't leave the platform. Like yeah, yeah, it was a phenomenal crazy, documentary. Crazy, bro,
2: crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah, and they keep they keep you active. So if you they see something that you're looking at, they they blast it out at you and they show you 10 different examples of it. Next thing you know, you go down this rabbit hole, you're clicking in, you're clicking, clicking, you just spend an extra 40 minutes on social media. That's exactly what they want. More marketing for them. Mm-hmm. They can advertise, they make more money. So that, that was an incredible documentary. But I think it's as hard as it is, is you just have to be able to unplug and... Uh, whatever that looks like again if it's if you have to go to, to extreme of blocking accounts if you have to i don't know if there's certain features on social media where you can um you know filter out i think you can some sure shows filter platforms or filtering abilities but uh for me personally it's like just trying to not click on those examples because the more i click the more i know it's going to pop up on my on my phone
1: definitely you know? so and, and i'm sorry mike i just wanted clayton like i wanted to to thank you for being so brave, not only on that date, but talking with us now, because I feel like so so many men, like we talked about, they don't really discuss things like this. Right. And the fact that you're discussing it, like, we don't even know how many people out there are listening to this and being like, you know what, like, I want to follow Clayton's, Clayton's lead. You know what I mean? So, Keep talking about it, man. Like, you know, I, I feel like it helps you mentally, like get out of it as well. But then at the same time, you're helping so many other people out there, so many other men specifically that, you know, I, I think can can use you as an example. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's why I enjoy talking about it. I am very open because I think it's really easy for people to look at me and face value and make assumptions and say, oh, this guy, th- they, they, they might assume that, oh, he seems extremely confident. He he's probably so he's by cocky. And it's like, no, like, you know, actually I struggle like everybody else. I came, I didn't, you know, I had to come from a place of struggle of my own mentally where it's like, I know everyone has their own kinds of struggles, something about physical struggles, some mental, emotional, whatever it might be. But that's where i want people to know that hey like i'm not some polished product i i have like these battle scars from my you know youth that i've carried in to like build make my weaknesses a strength that's always been something big for me it's like don't with every weakness in life you shouldn't run from it you should attack it head on uh, acknowledge it and then try to make that weakness turn into one of your greatest strengths that's what body dysmorphia has become for me i don't think i will ever be out of shape or quote unquote fat because like I'm too afraid of going back to that place of where I hated myself. And so I can't allow myself to get back there. So because of that, this body dysmorphia will keep me away from that. And it's now that strength of kind of keeping me healthy is I don't wanna ever go back and experience those, those feelings that I used to have about who I wasn't as an individual. Dude, I felt
2: that so much. Uh, I wanted to touch back on that social media aspect. One thing that I have uh, seen people find useful is literally hacking themselves, hacking their own brain because of the social dilemma. We see that they literally hack us, right? And so we could do that in retrospect. And one of the ways that I've seen people do it is set time limits on their social media platforms, uh, like an yeah. hour, two hours, whatever the case may be, for yourself, and you know slowly work backwards from that. Uh, but when we were watching this past Monday's episode, man, how did it feel for you? honestly when all those women you know on your season were just opening up to you and also complimenting
0: you? Well honestly from that night I think I mentioned it on social media I said uh, that was one of my favorite uh, group dates by far just dates in general uh, on the show because I knew what it took for those women to open up not just to the other women around them that at this point we were all still relatively strangers i think i mean i don't know that might have been day six of filming um so it wasn't that far in and for these women to be able to be comfortable enough also feeling the camera's presence around them to know that this would end up being cast out for all of america to see i couldn't be more proud of them and i was just so thankful because i had these women opening up And saying, hey, like, this is what, you know, this is where my past, this is what happened in my past. These are some pressure points that, like, I'm not comfortable with. And because of that, I got to be able to then have discussions later on, knowing that, like, this was something from that person's past. And it's not easy. Again, it's not easy to bring that to light. I, um, one of the the things that stuck out to me was with uh, Marlena saying, I came on the show not wanting to bring up race to you. Yes. And that hearing it, I was I was so happy that she brought it up because mm-hmm. I was like, if she never said that, we wouldn't have had the conversations that we had going forward. And I think that it, in that moment, it showed me that she was like, you know what, I'm gonna put this out here, Clayton, like, and just let you know that I'm, this is, I'm a little fearful of this and I don't know how you'll respond to it. And I was just like, okay, like, hey, I've been waiting for that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember even actually saying it to uh, Michelle, I said, I, I want to be able to have this conversation with you because I grew up in a different environment than what you probably grew up in. And so because of that, I want to gain that perspective. Um, We never ended up having that conversation just because it just never worked out where we were able to have the ability while I was there with Michelle, but uh, I did. we did have those conversations, me and Marlena, and it was great. Uh, It opened my eyes and that's where it was like, again, I'm like, I'm so thankful in that moment that she was able to be vulnerable and say, you know what? I thought about not saying this, but I want to bring it up and, and maybe we can have these discussions. And because the, she said that, we were able to.
2: That was one of the highlights for uh, me watching it. Yeah, that was that. amazing. And watching yeah. you, the way you said, no, I, I, I welcome that. You know, I, I want that. I want to see the perspective that you have and I want to talk about that. And the way that you literally lit up Marlena's eyes was amazing. And so I just want to give you a kudos for that, man. It genuinely shows your heart.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I hope that people see how great she is. Uh, I had so much fun with her. Actually, there's things coming up that I hope they show. Uh, we, we had a blast. Like we just started to like, bond on this level that I, I realized, I think coming out of the gates, you know, there's so much going on. And I think we had a slower kind of build to uh, our relationship. But then I started realizing I'm like, she's this girl is like cool. Like, she's down to earth, but she's driven. I hope that someone brings on a podcast so they haven't already talk to her about what she's done to the the point where she's at today. I mean, she, I think has like three jobs or had three jobs. She is a hustler. Like she has so much that she's doing. And I realized I'm like, man, this girl is like you, I really need to like be a sponge for her as well, because she, there's nothing that I feel like she, if she does, if she lacks confidence, I would be blown away. I think that again, who knows what her backstory is? She might have had a point where she wasn't confident in herself. But my gosh, I mean, I was blown away by her confidence and her just being like, "I know what I want. I know why I'm here. I know what I bring to the table." And either you like it or you don't. But she, she carried herself where everyone loved her. Everyone resonated with her on the show. She's a hell of a person. I think honestly, like. Somebody needs to bring her on and talk with her. She is incredible. I, I don't, I was blown away the more I got to know about her. I'm like, how do you find enough time in the day to do these things? She just gets it done. She's the type of person that you need to listen to to be like, you want to find out how to choose confidence? Talk with her. Cause she's, she's chosen it.
1: Ambition is sexy,
0: <laughs> right? Is. Am I right? <laughs> say, it, say it with your chest. Oh, it is. <laughs> say it, it with your chest. Yes, got absolutely.
1: It.
2: We definitely want to have her on Talking It Out and get to know her backstory, and get to know her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I'm sure you guys would love her. Honestly. I, I, I don't know of anybody that didn't like her uh, and, and it's, it's no surprise. So uh, I'm hoping some things yeah pop up here. It's pretty fun. I mean, again, she was uh she was a former Olympian sprinter, so uh, she's got a crazy backstory. Um, and, uh, we had some, we had some fun with that alone. I don't know if they're going to show it. I hope they do. Cause we, we, oh, do, 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 do I hear a little athletic competition <laughs> between you two coming up? Right? Let's, let's just say we got a little chatty a little bit. Cause okay. I, I wanted to, I, uh, the trash yeah, talk she, was going back and yeah, forth. She, well, listen, you're going to see next week. Ooh, you're gonna see why she's an Olympian. Oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> freak Tease alert. of nature,
0: freak of nature. <laughs> she wait. is an absolute unit on any field that she steps on. She, man, I was I was blown away.
2: Can't very, can't cool, wait for that. Oh cool. uh, On your on that last date as well, man. You had also spoke about and just where, Clay. I just gotta say. Throughout that episode, throughout that group day, you were courageous. The women were courageous uh, in yes. all the vulnerability that you guys had shared. Uh, but you'd also mentioned, you know, that you had got hurt in a past relationship and you had put your guards up uh, to yeah. protect yourself, which, you know, we've all been there. We've done that. Uh, how do you think that your past relationships have shaped you into the man that you are today?
0: Oh, man. Uh- yeah, I think the biggest thing was, is I learned kind of how to first love with my ex from six years ago. I never experienced love like I did uh, in that relationship. And uh, when that ended, it crushed me. And I, I felt that I was like, am I ever going to be able to find this again? Where did I go wrong? How can I feel like, can it be fixed? And we definitely didn't cut things off, cut, cut and dry. It was something that kind of carried for a little while. And then we realized it wasn't going to, I uh, just wasn't meant to be. Um, but I shut off, and I think the biggest thing is, is I then went through a phase where, yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, was casually dating, if you want to call it that, and I was having my fun, but I wasn't giving anybody a chance. Like, I and I was transparent. I kept saying, I'm not looking for anything serious. I don't want like anything more than just to like kind of have fun. And so I never at least told someone what they wanted to hear, but. I didn't give anyone a chance because I was so afraid of being vulnerable, of vulnerable again and being hurt to the degree that I was. Uh, and when I went into, yeah, on Michelle's side of things, uh, on her season, I just, I went in there and I was, I was skeptical. I'm like, I don't even know if she's gonna, I mean, statistically speaking, I'm one of 30 guys, how far am I gonna make it? Will she send me home night one? I thought I might get sent home night one. So I didn't know how far I would get, but then it was that last date we had. And uh, when we were in the, the museum, I just allowed myself to get to a place I hadn't been. And it. I was like, I opened up and the way that she received it was so heartwarming that I was like, that wasn't scary. Like you've not allowed yourself to get to that point, but because you're here, maybe it's the cameras, maybe it's whatever that you feel that you should should just push out of your comfort zone. But whatever it was, I felt this is your time to step out of the comfort zone. You've already stepped out of it. You're here. So how about you keep stepping out of it and try to address, like, let's get make the most of this situation. Maybe like this is going to help her resonate with you. And I realized that I was kind of holding back all throughout the season with her and guys were having deeper conversations than I was because I held back, but I did open up at the end enough to where I hadn't opened up in like over six years. And that, that made me ready to then become the bachelor.
1: That's crazy because I feel like there's so many stories of people that have been on the show. And I got that's where we got to give credit to the show. Right. Where it's like guys have been in situations where they're closed off. They have walls up. They've had they've been hurt in other relationships. And then all of a sudden they come on the show where it's like you kind of got to be vulnerable or you're going to go home and you got to explore more about this other person. And all of a sudden it's like Pandora's box opens up. And now Mm -hmm. here you are. You're ready to basically show everything that you've got when it comes to emotions and your heart. And I mean, it's like you grow from it. Am I right?
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, the cameras, they hold you accountable, right? Uh, It's it's another, it's a, it's another layer to it. In in one realm, if you're out in the real world and all of a sudden I get to a point where I I, I get scared, I don't want to open up even anymore. I just don't pursue that relationship further. I say, Hey, I'm just honestly not you know, whatever the whatever the reason is in this environment, it's like okay, you don't want to open up, fine. You might you might send you home because you're not willing to like go there. But these guys did, or whatever it might be. Like you just feel that you're being held to a higher standard, and you're like, okay, I was brought here. Am I going to just stay in my little uh, microcosm, my little safe zone, or am I going to step out? I've already stepped. Like I'm already in an uncomfortable environment. What's a little getting a little more uncomfortable going to do for me? It might actually be just what I needed, and that's what it was. That's what I realized.
1: Yeah. All right, Clayton. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about Monday's episode. Oh, you wanna um, go there,
2: Brian? <laughs> yeah, we
1: gotta go there. I actually want to cover a couple things because it's wow. been dominating the, the 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 television right now. So, yeah. Yeah. no one has ever basically done what you did by taking back the rose. What was going through your head during that decision? Because it seems like you were having a tough time with it.
0: Yeah. Well, for one, I mean, that's why I asked Jesse. I just, again, I not knowing what I could do and what I couldn't do. It was a matter of like, I, Hey, I'm feeling regretful because I'm starting to hear information about Cassidy. And it makes me feel as if I maybe shouldn't have handed out that rose to her. And so as I found the information out and then brought it to her, uh, I want to reiterate again, I don't, it did not bother me that she had a Friends of Benefits prior to coming in. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure multiple of those women had friends of benefits coming in like, because they didn't know they might've got sent home night one and they never, they're like, all right, why would I cut this off? I'm going to go back in a day. That never bothered me. It wasn't about that. I'm like, it was the, the fact of I was presented with that information. Yes. She apparently I was talking to him like a day before she hopped out the limo. So that was kind of alarming, but my biggest thing was, it was okay. Friends of benefits, not a big deal. Like she didn't know who I was prior to coming here. But when I ask her and I bring it up to her, is she going to be truthful? And that's why, as you saw in the episode uh, yesterday, uh, when I brought it up to her, I was being kind of real coy about it. I was kind of like being very uh, subtle at first. I wasn't trying to be too specific. I was very just general with my comments. You know, were you talking to somebody before you came here? And then she gave her answer. And then I kind of went back and said, Mm -hmm. like, were you, I was slowly kind of just dropping more, a little bit more with each time. I'm like, how many times am I going to do this before she finally comes around and realizes that I know something that she's isn't aware of that I know. And that's what, that's what set what, what ultimately it came down to. I'm like, we are too early into this for me to already have you lying to me and we already have a trust issue straight up. Like I already can't trust you. If you're lying to my face, Facts. that's all it was. It was the, it was the, it was the fact that she had lied to me. It wasn't the fact she had a friends of benefits. I was like, I could have looked past that. She'd have just, if I'd have said, Hey, were you seeing someone, seeing someone prior talking to somebody? And she said, yeah, I had a friends of benefits, you know, and it honestly, we had fun and I talked with them, but like, if you know, I maybe over time, as I get to know you, I realize like, I'm not going back to that. Like, that's why I'm here as, and that can be in my past. That's all she had to say. And I would've been like, all right, cool. Like let's move on Truth, <laughs> will free, exactly. truth will set you free man truth yeah. will set you free yeah love that I mean that's
2: just it is what it is like I just love that you said that it wasn't the fact that she had her friends or benefits because people have been there some people have some people haven't but that she just lied to you and like you said you're trying to find your love on a condensed yeah. you know time frame and so therefore I think you did the right thing homie
0: I hope so I mean again I was just I thought at the time it was best and and I just yeah I I, I think, again, you don't want to build a relationship on a bed of lies. And that's the way I see it is the second you start having those lies pop up one by one, mm-hmm. they just you how how can you build that trust? Because you'll always go back. Your subconscious will always go, hey, remember that time that person lied to you. And I just knew I was like, this is too early in the game. I have a, a lot of incredible women here. Um, and in this situation, I have the luxury of being able to say, you know what? I got too many other great women here to spend any time on this and potentially um, build off of a relationship that's already faulty. So I'm exactly. just going to move on. Exactly.
2: You can never be wrong when you follow your heart on yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and I, and I did, that's something you guys will see as this all comes to an end at that at, at the end of it all is I just keep telling everybody cause I can't give too much, but I said, um, you know, I followed my heart and it's going to be a crazy roller coaster to get, get to that point. But I think I can look back on it all and say, you followed your heart. So how much can you really regret? Yeah. facts.
1: And uh, Clayton, I want to discuss the other situation that went down. We saw by your tweet that you basically said, this feels like I'm watching two movies. Like what I experienced and what I'm watching right now is not the same thing. So you obviously had a talk with uh, Shanae, and then you also had a talk with Elizabeth. Both women Mm -hmm. were very emotional. You didn't know what to do in that moment, right? Because you didn't have all the information. Like What were you going through at that point?
0: Yeah. So again, I think I want to give perspective. Uh, This At this point that people are seeing, this is day, I don't know, it's maybe day six, day seven, whatever it is. I've known these women for less than a week. And I have two women coming to me and they're both very emotional about the conversation. And at this point, it's like, okay, going off of a week of knowing somebody and maybe having two or three conversations total, uh, I'm just trying to make sense of how, first off, how, Extreme is this? Is this something that's just kind of small going on on the side, or is this like actually affecting multiple people? Um, up until this point, as the show is showing right now, more people are involved than what I thought. Uh, I originally told the two of them, "Hey, like, if you guys can kind of hash things out, like, I want you, I want you to do that, because in my eyes, I'm like, you guys are both too mature." responsible women, you guys like, you don't need to be interject. I don't need to be the guy that steps in and saves the day. It's like, I wanted to give them that, that ability to be like, Hey, you guys hash it out. Like I trust both of you and this, and, and, you know, just take care of it and we'll, we'll move on. But watching the show now, I didn't know. I didn't really know about it. I didn't know the severity of it. As I watch it now, I'm like, man, like Shanae, I did. Give you the benefit of the doubt, but. Now when I watch it, I'm like, "You are coming on strong, and attacking her for, um, you know, being neurodiverse." And uh, and and the frustrating part as well is what I saw last night. She said, "You know, oh, I I completely what did she say? I I completely sold it real well. I mean, yeah. I even mm-hmm. cried. I didn't think I was gonna be able to cry." That's scary to me because yeah, yeah. I do take I do take emotions and crying as a very hardcore uh, feel expression so if you're crying to me you have an emotional attachment to whatever you're saying and for someone to be able to put, manipulate me and basically force cry that's scary and um i don't want to give away too much but i, I don't I, I i unfortunately i feel like that wasn't the last time that that happened to me mm. and when you start to think that people are playing with your emotions by manipulating their own you, get, you start to get very freaked out and you start to question everything. Like, am I actually seeing reality right now or yeah. are you putting on an act?
2: Clayton, so, you start, I'm kind of- Now I'm starting to see it. Talking about not being able to see both sides. I'm glad you gave that perspective because it's it's hard being the lead, right? Uh, but what's funny is that, you know, before every Talking It Out episode, uh, when we have the guest on, Brian and I like to have hot takes and our hot mm-hmm. takes today literally were about that. You. I have not watched our hot takes obviously because we're filming right now that's literally what we talked about yeah. the manipulation yeah. aspect and the fact yeah. that all right you're you one of the homies right as a dude you don't want to see a woman cry and when she does cry you're paying attention like you're you're there you know you're trying to console her and so bruh, i think that you are i can't wait to watch what happens next episode Put it but like, yeah
0: yeah yeah. And I, I think it's, again, it's a lot and it'll be a lot going forward, but you're so right. I, I have a soft spot for people like when they break down in front mm-hmm. of me, I have, it's just the caring nature of me where I want to be that person that that's there. That's like, Hey, I'm here for you. And, and I'm listening to you. And uh, I, again, I, t- I reserve my own crying. I don't, I mean, when it comes out, it comes out, but like, it's a very intimate moment when I'm crying because it's, I'm hurt and like, and it's a very, extreme emotion it's not just like being upset it's like okay this is something that's really weighing on me um but again after last night i'm like can people fake cry like are they that good cuz i believed it and when i believe when i believe it i then i give someone the benefit of the doubt and that might have been to my own detriment
2: it's not your fault i think that you did uh the right thing in that situation without knowing
0: You're,
2: you you consoled her you know uh that's something that is within Shanae and for something for her to work on. I think that you did the right thing. Uh, but homie, I and Brian, speaking for both of us, could talk to you forever, bro. I think that you're a great yeah. human being. I think that great you're conversation, honest man. to me being an authentic human being. But with that, you know, we like to do something here where it's called, you know, our guest drops a gym. You've given so many, but I'm gonna give you the floor. What's the gym for
0: today? Oh, well, do I have any, do you, is there any specifics as far as what a gym can be? It could be
1: I, a I, quote. It could be an inspirational quote, just uh, a life mantra, you know, something okay, you live uh, by, uh,
0: <laughs> something that's going to inspire the masses. Well, it's funny because I was thinking I, I I do like mottos. And uh, so one, we, we kind of all touched on it earlier. I'm a, one of my favorite mottos is beat yesterday every day. Thanks. Like, that's mm-hmm. the mentality that I live off of. Just be a better version of, of yourself uh better than you were the day before and so that's a big one uh well i gotta laugh at this one because i was thinking i was like if i had to wrap up my experience right now what is it like that i'm seeing based off of online all that it's like damned if you do damned if you don't but that's not really positive so no that's that's That's, that's That's real that's That's yeah yeah that's that's kind of been that's really kind of taken into account all that i've went through so far i'm like no matter what man you're not going to be a winner in everyone's eyes but Uh, I think the biggest thing is again, and I appreciate you guys. It was great talking with you both because uh, this allows me to uh, talk through things and make sense of these things in my head, which helps put to rest a lot of the fears that I, that I do have internally that maybe I am suppressing. And so as we have these conversations, this platform allows me to make sense of the jumbled mess that I have in my head, because you guys are seeing what you're seeing and we can have an honest discussion. So I can't thank you guys enough for it. Uh, This does a lot for me, it puts me in a more stable mindset as I go forward. And uh, I can talk with you guys, I mean, for for a long time too. But my motto, yeah, I beat yesterday every day is like one of my favorite quotes. I, I I live by that. And yeah, I really just I I hope other people do as well so I think it's, it's a phenomenal mindset to have.
1: And I know I can speak for Mike. I mean, dude, you're a great dude. You're doing a great job. Just keep it up. Keep your head up. And just keep following your heart, man. Keep following your heart and being courageous, like Mike said, and everything will work itself out. Definitely. So uh, th- thanks so much, guys. Uh,
2: the pleasure is all ours, man. Brian, I absolutely thought that Clayton was extremely humble, extremely yes. authentic. Uh, and more importantly, he knows who he is as a person. Right. And just because I, I I hear some celebrities talking about this, just because they are in a position of power or they're in a position of the, being the highlight like Clayton is as a bachelor, they're still human beings. And I think that we forget that as audience. And I love that Clayton was just so authentic to himself, man. I just I feel like he's a genuine, great human being. What about you?
1: Yeah, no, I think he's a great dude. And you could just tell by the way he treats the women on his season of how respectful he's such a gentleman. He's just a – he's a sweet guy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, he's, yeah. it, it just is what it is, and it just comes off the screen at you. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the way he was, he grew up, I feel like he's hardened himself in this situation with all, you know, Very the myself. avalanche of criticism and whatnot. But at the end of the day, man, he – like I think he has a good head on his shoulders. He just needs to keep his head up because he's doing a great job. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's gonna do this a hundred percent the right way, right? There's always gonna be those haters out there, and it's just is what it is. As long as he keeps being true to himself, and just keep pe- keep being vulnerable and and courageous, like you say, you know, let the chips fall where they may, and you know, if people want to criticize, let them criticize.
2: You know, something else I just thought about talking, uh, listening to what you just said. Our audience within the Bachelor Nation isn't the totality of all people, right? Correct. Yes. Like our audience. You think it is. You, yeah, think, it you is. think it is because it's such a large audience, right? And yeah. you know, Bachelor Nation is so beloved, right? Uh, and I'm talking about our fan base, not the contestants. And so like, you do think that it, it's the entire totality of America, but it's only a small slither. It's and so, so therefore, and I've had to think about this myself, there's an entire group of people that don't watch the show that probably think that you're doing absolutely phenomenal, that you're a phenomenal human being. And so I wish I had thought about that earlier, but thank you for, you know, yeah. bringing that up. Also, side note, bro, you look, you're getting that Silver Fox look, bro. Oh,
1: you like that? Yeah. I was like thinking of just kind of giving it a little swipe with a no, like, little
0: color. I like the but Silver Ra- Fox. Rachel
1: likes it. Rachel yeah. likes it. So, you know, wifey likes it. I got to keep it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, happy wife, happy life. But there you go. We had, that. we
2: had Clayton give his gym. Drop your gym, homie.
1: All right, well. It, it's actually perfect timing. Speaking of the wife, uh, I don't know if you all know, but she came out with a little book. It's called yes. Miss Me With That, out everywhere, Amazon, you name it. You get the you get the Audible version. I'm a, I'm more of a, a listener, so I'll put that in my car every day on the way to work. Uh, but it's a really great book. She poured her heart into it. And uh, my gem is actually a quote from her book. So here we it. go. Rachel says, some may say that I'm chasing the dream. But after living the life that someone else wanted for me for so long, my goal in life is not any specific position or title. It's to give myself the freedom to be who I authentically am and the permission to do what I genuinely desire instead of what any authority says I cannot or am supposed to do. If I'm pursuing what I truly want in the moment, I'm not chasing a dream. I'm living it. I love that. Boom. drop that mic
2: drop (laughs) mic drop (laughs) mic drop i ordered i ordered i pre-ordered the book uh haven't gotten it yet because obviously i'm here in mexico uh but i'm sure i'll get it soon
1: man yes man check it out it's uh she goes in man she goes in heart and soul into that thing
2: (laughs) believe me i can i i feel that i definitely feel that uh my gym for today is and this is basically i came to this gym listening to clayton uh if it's not affecting your business then it's not your business
1: Mm, short and sweet.
2: Short and sweet. Just you know, just what it is. If it's not affecting your paper, then it ain't your business. And it's it's easier said than done, but that's just how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like the if if it's not going to matter in five years, don't even spend five minutes thinking about it. Kind of Exa- exactly. situation. Exactly. That yeah. same that same mantra. Yeah. Same concept. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to part two with Bachelor Clayton. And we love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, guys, we're casting for the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, so make sure to head to BachelorNation.com forward slash apply again. That's BachelorNation.com forward slash apply. You never know, you could find the love of your life.
2: That's facts.
1: You know, we always love to hear your
2: opinions, your stories, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out B as in Bachelor and as a Nation on IG. Again, that's Talking Out B N. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And listen to us on the Odyssey app. Or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, I ain't gonna tell you no more. Don't DM me until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.